0: Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 2 of CETO Wisdom Podcast, presented by the Youth of Caris UAE. Together we're going on a journey of faith and fun, learn about Christ and Catholicism, and how we as Christians can come closer to our Savior. Now, if you're a fan of EDM, dubstep, trance, or any music in general, you're going to love today's episode because to, today we have with us a former DJ, now a lay minister, and a good friend of mine, Jason Verhoeven. Hi, Jason. How, How are, you, are you doing? Hi, And Rocky. welcome to Sea Wisdom. Thank you so much. And it's
1: so nice to be here. It's so nice to be alive. It's a good time to be
0: praise <laughs> God and all glory to God.
1: Amen, amen.
0: So, Jason, you... You you used to be a DJ back then. That's correct. Back in the day. I have to ask you, if you had to play uh, the music uh, at the wedding of Cana, where Jesus is present, there are the disciples. I mean, what kind of music would you
1: play? Whoa, instead of scratching decks, I would actually have to scratch my head because, you know, that was a place where Mama Mary told Jesus they lost wine, you know, they were out of wine. Yeah. So you had a lot of grumpy uh, people who were attending the wedding because, They had no wine. And you know, it took a little while before Jesus converted the six gallons of jars of of water into wine. Exactly. So I would actually look at some pop music just to soothe in the mood. To make sure that, you know, these guys start stomping their feet before anything. Before they stomp me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what prompted you to become a DJ? Because, you know, uh, back then, even me as a child or as a teenager growing up. I love to be, I mean, I just want, want to, to be, be in the rejects. console Absolutely. and just play line. music, you know, and, you know, I just, I just want to be there, but what happened? What prompted you to become one? You see,
1: it's so interesting, you know, when you look at your life backwards, you know that the hand of God was there in so many places. Yeah. Actually, I was in a hospital with five hours to live having this dreaded disease called jaundice.
0: Jaundice. It's a Bombay
1: thing. For people who don't know, it's a Bombay thing. It's jaundice. It's jaundice, jaundice, yeah. So I had this acute disease of jaundice. Acute. You can call it acute. Five hours to live. My mom was in Oman. She flew down to Bombay and then she spoke to Father Joe Pereira, who just blatantly told her, don't worry, your son will live. He just said it. He just said it. The next morning, I woke up from my coma, and in one week, I was out of the hospital. Wow. I missed my exams because of this jaundice, and you know, I had a one-year layoff from university. Not sure what to do, a few of my friends started becoming DJs, and they told me, listen, you've got nothing to do, just try your hand at DJing. Right. And there I was, you know, I just started, and my boss, can you believe it, he told me, Jason, you've got a great sense of music, and you're a fantastic DJ. Uh, it was just a God-given gift, I tell you. It was no skill I had, but I just kind of got blessed with it, almost, you know, blessed, out of great. five hours to live. I think so that's that, the right word, blessed, <laughs> Yes, amen, yeah? hey yes. that, that was is absolutely great. true.
0: And uh, uh, how long were you a DJ? And how was it? Like, you know, if you could share some of your experience, how was it? Yeah, you sort, you I know? mean,
1: you know, back then, there were just about uh, five, six clubs that ran uh, nightclubs, actually, right. and it was just getting into that scene. Uh, I used to actually earn fifteen thousand rupees a day, and right. we had our accounts guy calling and saying, "Jason sir, why aren't you coming to collect your salary?" Of course, it wasn't even fifteen thousand, right. but I couldn't tell him we were making that money a day. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's much more than what you. Were yes, getting. absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I I still have to ask you something more related to uh yes. know, the, the music part. Understood. It fascinates me as well. I love music. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so say you're at a uh, you know uh, now you're a lay minister you do a lot of other stuff you know yeah. in, in christian in the christian community yes and uh, say uh, uh, you're at a christian event or uh, or a wedding and uh, you, you know the dj backs out <laughs> You know, I mean, if I would, if I'm there, I would definitely ask. You know, I know someone, <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm definitely coming to you and ask you to play some music. Yeah. They've given a chance and remind you, like, it's going to be a Christian, it's a Christian event.
1: Yeah, yeah. What
0: kind of uh, what music? Any specific genre? Any artist that you, uh, you know, have preferences to? Yeah, absolutely. This, this there's a
1: bible of you know great music that is available for all of us yes but actually i would start very mellow with amazing grace nice ice i surrender up, you know huh? just to build up and yeah, you know yeah. then i'll move on to to chris right. tomlin right. Uh, i'll also move on to petra rock wow nice. uh, you know you have a lot of people all to the glory of God that, you know, they've given their life now, like yeah, Don Mohan, yeah. for instance, Don Mohan. as you spoke, yeah. he's going to be coming he's into coming the, the Dubai, city. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, you know, this is the kind of thing, they mellow, but then I'll
0: get up to the big yes. artists. You know, there are a lot of these artists like Toby Mack as well. Yes. You know, a lot absolutely. of this Christian music that you don't even realize is Christian music. Hillsong, for instance. song, you know, Fantastic. The, you don't even realize it's yeah. actually Christian music. I had a, uh, I had a friend of... No, not friend actually. My cousin, mm-hmm. my cousin who got, uh, got married like two years back, yeah. uh, and uh, the at the reception they only played Christian music. Yeah, only played, and that was the first time I experienced. Am where like, mm-hmm. Where is this music coming from? Because yeah. I didn't know so much of dance music. Yeah. You know, like Christian music existed, so I was like, wow. You yeah. know, I mean, I could just shazam it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I have so,
1: been for a few, yeah? three events actually that have only played gospel music and it's been wow. fantastic. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, You know, amazing, amazing grace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have to ask you, what made you leave DJ? I mean, you were doing good back then, yes. you were in Bombay, was the most happening places to live in. Indeed. In the 90s, was, uh, I mean, this was, uh, you, know, you know, just the best of, uh, you know, clubbing. And, uh, you know, you left yeah. Bombay and then you came to UA. Like, I mean, I would understand if you moved to Bahrain because Bahrain yeah. was like the. It was Ibiza, happening back then. Ibiza yes. of the Gulf, you know? Yes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you moved from Bombay to UA, which was literally a desert in the 90s. Correct. What happened? What went wrong? What happened?
1: So nothing went wrong. As I told you, we were making 15,000 rupees a day. They were mainly being bought by people from the UAE, from Bahrain, from Saudi. They were buying my non-stop CDs for 500 rupees each. Wow. And every night. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I used to look at them and say, how are these guys buying this? You know, have they lost the plot? (laughs) But... When I was graduating through my uh, university, I actually had my girlfriend back then who moved to Dubai and she told me, you know, come to Dubai. It's a super place. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll take a month off. And i look around. In fact, I got a job as a DJ in a departmental store as well. Okay. I don't want to name that place. I was, I was just gonna ask you, could you name that place? <laughs> that place I believe is up for grabs now, but okay, <laughs> we gotta scratch our
0: heads. It's for the audience to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you guess? figure it out. Yeah, you figure it
1: out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I tried my hand and then I went back to advertising because that is what I was doing also. I right. had a few friends in Rediff in Bombay who owned an agency. And I got into the advertising circuit yeah. when I came into Dubai. Okay. So one of the main reasons for me transforming from where I was and where I am is primarily is sleep. I love my night's sleep. Wow, <laughs> you've got a
0: friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's an amazing story. You know, um, now uh, any life-changing moment that led you to the person that you are, that led you closer to God. Yes, there's always, you see, always, yeah. for every human being
1: on this planet, there is an encounter with God that you come across. What happened to me is, I had, I was working in an English company with 50 people reporting to me. Mm-hmm. Great bank balance, great salary. There was no place for God in my life. Okay. And all of a sudden, one day, one day, I looked in the mirror and the front and the back of my hand looked identical. I was like, I called my wife and said, Can you look at my hands? Can you look at my hands? She's like, Yeah, it looks weird. So I went immediately for a a checkup. Now, being in this English company, we had the best insurance Insurance. for every person in that company. Uh, I could walk into any hospital, any clinic because that insurance, uh, I did the deal for the company actually was about Twenty thousand per person. So, wow.
0: there was a lot of money back then. It was huge. Yes, it was
1: actually in two thousand and seven, if I may be correct. And I went to about twenty doctors, going here and there. They did so many checks on me. All my results were negative. There were no nothing wrong with me. You just wish Doctor Dre. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so after that, I walked into the American Hospital. And they took my card, they charged a bomb on it. I know it was over 20,000 dirham. Okay. And they said, we'll send your tests for a biopsy to America. Don't worry, in about three weeks, we'll get it back. Mm-hmm. Whilst waiting for those tests, I called my mom. And I said, mom, you know, I've got this weird thing on my hands, but the front and the back look the same. My mom said, what? There's a great skin specialist in Bombay, come here. So that weekend, I went to Bombay. I went and she fixed an appointment with that doctor. okay I went to the doctor. I was the first patient over there, 10 o'clock where the doctor comes. Wow. I reached the clinic. The doctor, the nurse in that clinic said, the doctor's unwell, he's not coming today. Doctor's unwell. <laughs> so look at my predicament now. I said, "Mom, you know what? I'll come back in a couple of weeks." She said, "No, We have come here. We must continue. So she went to the nurse and said, "Listen. My son's come from Dubai, he spent all this, 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 and whole night he's traveled to be here. So I'm she up. said okay. <laughs> she told me don't give up. That's a great message. So she told the nurse we want to go to the doctor's house. So reluctantly the doctor agreed. So we have gone now to the house which is bang opposite Shah Rukh's house. Well, adjacent to Shah Rukh's house. Wow. Shah Rukh Khan, yeah, if Celebrity doctor. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So we were waiting in his living room for five, 10, 15 minutes, no signs of thing. Yeah. Finally there's a guy who comes out sneezing and coughing, and we're like, mm, not good.
0: COVID didn't exist but, then, So, <laughs> so you were, it best. was okay.
1: <laughs> so we sat down in his house, I showed him my hands, he said, You've got this. So what? Pretty this so is something what Michael Jackson apparently had. Okay. So he sat down coughing and sneezing. He took out his prescription. He started writing two medicines and he said, here, yeah, do this. And after six months, you may be okay. You may not be okay. So I said, okay, doc, how much do I have to give you? He said, 1100 rupees. So I gave him 1500 rupees. He went inside coughing and sneezing. I thought, you know, maybe he's not coming out with my change. So he came out and that's where things changed. Okay. He gave me my 400 back and he looked at me and said, why aren't you praying? You need to pray. So here's okay, me with my male ego at six feet. Well, actually, the male ego is beyond me. So eight feet, <laughs> the male ego, yes. yeah. And his doctor's <laughs> telling me you need to pray, you know. Yeah. But I looked at him and said, hey, but I never said anything else. I said, yeah, yeah, sure, doctor. And I came back to Dubai, kissed my mom, bye as well.
0: So, so, when, that was, so that, was a, a that was, a was a transformation, so when I
1: came back, when I read this prescription, it read that you had to put this ointment three hours in the morning mm-hmm. and three hours in the evening. I said clearly I'm going to lose my job because my, my travel time was two hour, one and right. a half hour. Right. So I put it for that first day in the morning and I put it in the evening, but then the doctor's words started resounding in my mind, you need to pray, why aren't you praying? So this was on Monday when I went to church, Mm -hmm. sitting by myself. There were very few people in the church. There were no lights on other than the light at the crucifix. And I'm looking at Jesus on the cross saying, hello, Jesus, remember me. (laughs) And, you know, I could clearly distinctly hear like, you know, "Mm, uh, yeah, I do. But, you know, I said, look, I'm really sorry. I've not been a good Christian, but if you don't mind, I want to read this Bible but I don't want anyone else to explain it to me. I want to learn it in this church, nowhere outside. Right, right. Exactly in two days time, father made an announcement that Tuesday, actually the next day, that we're going to have Bible study wow. inside the church every Monday.
0: Amazing! So, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> all, glory all glory to God. I think that's—I think you know—that's what God wants. You know, I think He's always looking to prune us. Yes. You know, sometimes we realize that you know what's happening, uh, you know, but then um, that's the pruning process and. Exactly, you know, if if it weren't for vitiligo, yeah. I'm sure uh, absolutely you know, it would that have was been, my encounter. It was it was your encounter. Yeah. You know, talking about scriptures, you said about reading the Bible. Yeah. Uh, you know, that leads me to my next question. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it it is it, it is difficult to memorizing scriptures. You know, uh, like for example, I can tell you uh, I mean, certain scriptures from here and there, but you know, if you ask me off the bat, like mm-hmm. you know, where is this from? It does get difficult to you know to you know to recall. Where scriptures are, I can I can give you a few scriptures. Like Philippians four thirteen, I know what it says. I know what John four three sixteen says. Yeah. Yes. So who better
1: to ask? You know, <laughs> for God how, so how? love the world. Yeah. Exactly. You see, the, the 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 defining factor for me was you know learning scripture inside the church, studying it and memorizing it. Uh-huh. Now, if there was a book out there on my girlfriend and now my wife of twenty six years, I would definitely buy it because I want to know all about her. Yes. So. I I was the last person to memorize scriptures and even when father would say things during a homily in church, whenever they quoted scriptures, I thought, you know, which book is he talking about? But today, it never seizes me to, you know, my hunger doesn't die out even after attending one and two masses per day. So that is something that, you know, in terms of memorizing scripture, it's, you know, what do you really love? Right. If you love Jesus the way I do, you will memorize scriptures like the back of your hand. Exactly. Yeah, no, back pun of in- your hand. Oh <laughs> no pun
0: intended. Oh my God! No pun intended. Like okay, you know, you just you just answered my next question. I was just going to ask you how. Yeah. But that you know, I mean, it, you I mean, you sum it up really well. If you if you love someone, you will do whatever it takes. Yes. To know the person and yeah. to you know to to dig deeper Absolutely. into uh, uh, into it, and that's what you know I have learned. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of times where, you know, uh, uh, you know, the God speaks in different ways, yeah, you know. Yeah. He speaks through a person, he speak through a sign. And I think the biggest way of communication God has is through the scripture. Absolutely. So, uh, I've experienced that and it's, I, I second every word you say. Yeah. You know, Jason, speaking about scriptures, I mean, there are a lot of scriptures you just can't forget.
1: Hmm. You know,
0: because, I mean, there are a lot of verses, because of the promise that it holds. Yes. For, I mean, for example, Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I have the plans for you, declares the Lord, Lord, plans for you to prosper, not to harm you, to give you hope and a a future. See, the most
1: important thing about that scripture is you need to also read 12 and 13 because 12 tells you to pray and 13 tells you to give your heart to God. And when you pray, He will rescue you. He will redeem you. Most of the time, we take scripture out of context and we forget the most basics. And that's where remembering scriptures becomes a big challenge. So when we need to understand, look at scripture in totality, not just picking up the Bible one day, you know, it's like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym and lift 2000 kilos, right? You start from five pounders and then graduate, graduate. Similarly with the Bible, you know, that is our operating manual on this earth and our ticket to eternity. Now, how many people
0: look at that? You know, talking about the Bible, I'd just like to ask you, what are the importance of you know, reading the Bible and daily prayer? Because I know it's helped me. I'll come to I'll come to myself later. Yeah. But I w I wanna hear from you. What do you think is the importance of reading the Bible and daily prayers?
1: You see, we feed ourselves, as I told you, three times a day. Yes. And you know, our For- bodies, as you see, most of us are quite healthy. Yeah. What is the condition of our soul? because that is gonna live for eternity but it will live in two places in heaven or in hell what you do on earth will determine which place you go so if you want to live for 5000 years not 100 years on this planet for 5000 years which you will live and if you want to live in heaven then this is your ticket So, you must read your Bible every day. There are times when I don't like to read the Bible. I must be honest with you. But I sit down with my Bible and there are 10,000 things that are coming across my mind. I will think of a great football match. I will think of cricket that's starting at this time. I just close my Bible and I say, okay, you know what? I talk to myself aloud in the room. If I cannot do this, I'm not going to do anything else. I will sit down here, but I'll close my Bible and I will sit. Believe me, in two, three minutes, I open my Bible and I start reading. Wow. So that is where the evil one comes to taunt us. You'll have the longest yawn when you have to read your Bible. Yes. It is the most important thing for your soul. It's like filling up gas in your car. That is your gas for your life. So that's the way I look at it. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah.
0: talking about uh, stuff that you just mentioned mm. about the football match or anything else related to prayer mm. that you know keeps playing in your mind. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's one of the biggest uh, distractions yeah. and one of the biggest things that is hindering the youth uh, even me. Mm. I mean I've gone uh, I've gone times where I've just sat for an hour Literally doing nothing. I've tried, I've tried, you know, I've sat down, I've I've sat down and I'm like, I'm trying to pray. Like I will open the Bible to, uh, I mean, read some scripture or the daily scripture or something. Hmm. But I'm distracted about something else. As you said, football match or, you know, recently The longest yawn. (laughs) The longest (laughs) yawn. Or I'll talk about something. Oh, did I feed the fish? Now we have fish. (laughs) So like, I mean, like random stuff. And I think, uh, I think what has helped me, uh, I would just like to share. You know, what has helped me was, if, I, if I'm if i distracted, uh, 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 first thing is, I'll keep it casual, like mm. a casual conversation. I say, God, I'm trying, but I can't. And second thing is, I'll start off with my rosary. I'll keep everything aside. Mm. And and Mama Mary just intercedes to God. Look, this guy wants to pray. He could have him Just like she told Jesus to change the water into wine, you know. Yeah. And, and Jesus never says no to his mother. So, Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, prayer is important, guys. You know, it's... It's uh, it's your daily mana, just like you need food, yes. you need uh, food you need for spiritual, your soul. Food. spiritual food. Spiritual food. So, you know, it is important. very important, yeah. Yes. On a scale of on a scale of one to ten, how much important would you say? You
1: see, I mean, you know, <laughs> who would be a better person to talk to you about prayer? I was a guy, I used to go to church once in two months until one day my daughter told me, Dad, we've not gone to church. We need to go to church, here. Yeah? And so off this shock, we started going, and you know, I realized. The most important thing in our family life is prayer. Mm. Yes, I have a relationship with Jesus. Yes, I have a relationship with God. But family prayer is equally important as personal right. prayer. Mm. So it is very important that we Christians wear our religion on our sleeves, not only in the cupboard right. or not only once a week in the church.
0: Yes. yes. So Sunday mass, I know it's, uh, <laughs> it's an obligation for yes. the Catholic community. It's yeah. important that you go to Mass. But uh, I feel that what you're trying to say is it became more of a celebration. That is than, true. You know, uh, I'm sure even you can relate to this. Yeah. Uh, all you know about this. you know, in Bombay, we both come from Bombay. So, you know, in, in Bombay, we have this thing uh sp- especially among the youth where mm. they stand outside the church from us. Yeah. You know, uh we used to call them I mean I was also called that outstanding Catholics. <laughs> outstanding when you stood outside from us, and yeah. the reason and uh, I mean and the reason to come to church was not for prayer or not mm. for God. It was more to hang out with your friends. Mm. But I'm I'm sure like you know, I don't see that happening here, but over a period of time, even I've realized how important. How important mass is, and yeah. the and the number of graces and blessings you get uh, through mass. I'm just one hour of yeah. uh, you know queen's I mean, pure grace. So yes, so uh, it is important. Yes, it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, it is important. See, you belong. Yeah, you think
1: sir? So uh, I mean, you know, when it became an obligation. You see, growing up. There was only one thing I remember my mother always told us, go to church, go to church and we used to look at the the church which had the shortest mass available and we used to go there, you know, (laughs) but when you have an encounter with Jesus, you know, it can be, you know, sitting down in the most torrid place like the prodigal son, Mm -hmm. you see how Jesus, He's a personal God. What I realized is this, when I had that encounter with Jesus, you know, he's a personal God because he allowed me to receive Bible study right in front of the church, inside the church. Now, when we talk about celebration, I have a few friends of mine, especially even during these COVID times. They say, you know, we'll go to that church because this church is not offering communion. We are not getting this. We are not getting that. Oh, in this church, the parking is a problem. I told them, I said, listen, my brothers. You're not going to church to get. You need to understand this very carefully. You're going to church to give, to give your life to Jesus. So you need to understand that that you're giving your life to Jesus. And when you understand you're giving your life to Jesus, that will then truly become a celebration. Otherwise, this Bible was with the Jews before Jesus came. What did they do? You know, why did Jesus tell them you are an error and you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? Today in the church in 2021 years later, the scriptures are still being recognized as the doctrines of the church that were mm. given to us after Jesus. You see, he never wrote anything, yeah. but everything that he encountered through the four for Gospels that we know of have come alive even till today. Mm-hmm. So that is what I look at when I go to church. It is a celebration of a pure act of mercy from a person who has taken my place on the cross and your place on the cross. Amen. So we need to understand that very, very
0: carefully. Amen. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, that's amazing to <laughs> you know hear that because I feel, I'm sure a lot of people want to hear what how important uh, you know um, Sunday masses. mass is like yeah. an obligatory mass. Uh, I would just like to let people know. Uh, you know, just to inform you guys Jason is a part of uh, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal which is also called a CCR, He's involved in preaching and teaching, he ministers to the youth and a lot of families in the UAE, uh, he provides a lot of spiritual direction, he mentors, he's been a mentor it. to me in the past as well, uh, you know I also I would also like to thank him for the, I mean I am, I am what I am today partially also because of Jason. So thanks again. It's always all Jesus. glory
1: to God, you know, as I told you, uh, we have a personal God. Yes. Jesus talks to me directly and he'll talk to each one of you. All you need to do is one simple thing. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Like the only person who was named that was in the Bible in Mark ten forty six to 52, which was Bartimaeus. He was the only person who was healed that was named in the four Gospels. And he said a simple prayer. Jesus son of David have mercy on me. You see the name Jesus was not left on Mary and Joseph to name. Angel Gabriel gave it to the mother. Said you must name him Emmanuel, which means God saves. God saves. Always does. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, when you look at even the churches today, especially when I go back home, you'll find 10 people in the church, all old people. And they kind of look at Jesus and they look at God saying, you know, I've lost my job now I'll come, please give a job. And you know, loving God is so kind. Yes. He's so gentle. He'll give the job. Yes, sir. because he's a righteous God. That exactly. doesn't mean that exactly. he's unrighteous.
0: He will give exactly. every gift. Exactly. You know, I was just talking the other day to some of our friends. I think I was just talking to the team the other day. Yeah, uh, our Karis team. And uh, our God is so amazing. He's so nice. He's so yeah. loving yeah. that, you know, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of times where uh, even a slightest thought of your desire you know yeah. you've not spoken it out loud yeah. uh, in prayer or like a put petition but god just grants you that. I, I would like to share a small testimony out here sure yeah uh on the same aspect uh i was and this just happened yesterday i was i was you know thinking about some project that i'm working on and uh, i was driving to abu dhabi and i was in two minds i wanted to see the rosary I want, I, I want to start the rosary. I thought once I enter, up to once I cross Dubai border, I'll start with the rosary. And they was just playing on my mind. What happened to this client? He's not got back to me. I think I should get back to him. I should follow up with him and stuff like that. It's a huge project by the way. So, uh, and while I was just thinking, I'm not saying out loud. Okay, it's just in my thoughts. And, and this guy calls me up. I'm not kidding. And I got goosebumps when that happened. I got, like this guy calls me up and he's like, Rocky, I'm sorry. I missed your call the other day. Uh, okay, this is uh this whatever. And I was like, wow, what just happened? And you know what, the moment he cut the call, I entered Abu Dhabi. Wow. And I had to start my rosary. So <laughs> reminder, you wanted this, it's done, now start the rosary. Yeah. <laughs> so God is so good that even a slightest thought in your mind, He yeah. just grants you. That's pure grace, you know. I think Absolutely. that's what it's all about. So uh, I would like to ask you, what is spiritual direction? And uh, yeah, and you know, how does it help people who are seeking it? See, every person needs direction in life. Yeah,
1: if I've got Google Maps on my phone, then there's a reason why it's there because I need to go from point A to point B. Correct. Now, similarly, all of us must be spiritually guided, and. Spiritual direction is basically being directed from a spiritual way. If you want to check on Google, you've got like four or five lovely examples. But that's not what we are talking about here. Direction is your simple things. We've got 10 commandments. We've got seven sacraments. If we try every day to look at the 10 commandments, to look at the seven sacraments, and where is Jason in this instant? How is he? What is his relationship with? Mm-hmm. So, How is he fulfilling his seven sacraments? Is he keeping the first commandment which is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. Is he doing that? I ask myself every day. I tell Abba Father, I say, Abba Father, you know the kind of business I do. I'm not a great businessman. But I know with you I'll be fantastic. And right enough for the last 8 to 10 years, God is blessing me. Not because of my great skill. It's all his grace. So... When you talk about spiritual direction, you're talking about getting into the realm of the Almighty. Yes. You know, saving a birth for each one of us for eternity. Amen. You see, CCC 675 tells us that we must all remember that before the second coming of Jesus, the church will be shaken. The church will be shaken and very yes. few believers will stand. Wow. So, you know, each one of us need to ask ourselves: Are we on the other side, or are we on the safe side? It's
0: not easy. You know, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it is, but, it was, but oh, of course, God does give you strength. You know, Absolutely, to move, to carry on. Yes. At what at, mo- at what moment in time did you realize you you could be a spiritual director? Uh, you know, okay, fine, I'm ready now to minister to the youth or the families or, or to guide them?
1: So after doing the Bible study inside the church for like three and a half years, if my memory says right, okay. I grew hungry for God. And I wanted to know more about God. I wanted to know more about Jesus. You know, Abraham, Adam, they walked and talked with God. The apostles walked and talked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Today, you and I can walk and talk with the Holy Spirit. There are 600 names of the Holy Spirit. There are many symbols of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Today, we don't know any. Sadly, today, none of us know how much power the Holy Spirit possesses and how much He possesses in our own lives. Many Christians, Catholic Christians, the Holy Spirit is very dominant. You see, so after doing this, I did a discipleship class for a year and They instantly recognized that this guy's got some great talent. I don't know. They they told me all this later. That's why I'm sharing it with you. And so they told me to give a three minute talk on grace. Who better to learn from than Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. So I prayed, I fasted and I talked about Mother Mary for 30 minutes instead of three that I was given. And you will not believe. The two of them who took my mock before I started teaching, they hugged me and said that was the best talk they ever heard on grace. Thanks. It is basically it means unmerited favor where you and I don't deserve it, but God gives it to us because he loves us so much, yes, us so much. as you said, John yes.
0: 317 316 John 316. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, advice you know especially for uh, the, the teens and youths you know. Spare uh i appeals are contemplating marriage you know as because you know it's it's got difficult in this day and day age you know mm. to choose the right life partner sure. you know sure. and uh with, especially with all these apps coming in you know yeah. because these apps will help uh mm. i i believe earlier there was uh com and all like you know back in the day you know <laughs> i don't think that helped either yeah. it's very difficult to uh you know i mean to have that
1: yeah. There is a reason why Jesus said, Go to the room, close the door. This is that door that he needs to close. close the door. Because today we cannot live <laughs> with this. We cannot Turn live rather without it. You yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. And
0: we need it for everything. Yeah, there's a term called <laughs> where your absence of phone. There's a term. I mean there's actually a Oh it's really? It's, a, it's called it's called nomophobia. Oh, which it's means Fear Of uh, possible, yeah, phones. I'm sure. It's called nomophobia, well, uh, so. I mean, you know, growing
1: up in my era, we call it the cell phone because you're so. behind in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I
0: didn't know it was called. Oh, like, really? I, ju- I just thought it was called cell phones because no, it's, it's called a cell phone. Sympathism. No, I don't know it's, it's called,
1: called a cell phone, right? And now, you see, the reason why we're talking about these things is, uh, I've been counseling some youth, and you know, I can proudly say that these youth now. After a lot of counseling, have been married for the last three years. Again, nothing that I have done special. You see, it was a God-given grace to this married couple to see them together. Uh, The husband and wife, pre-marriage, girlfriend and boyfriend used to always constantly be arguing, constantly be fighting, constantly at each other. Until one day I told the guy who I met privately and I told him, Listen, I want you to write 10 things that you love about this girl. So, he wrote about 12 things. And then I asked him, I said, how about writing 10 things about what you dislike about her? Okay. He could just cook up two, I think. And, you know, I I told him, look, buddy, do the math. You love this girl. You can't live without her. Today, they are three years married. So, just a few days back, just to let you know, I attended a, a marriage... And a wedding anniversary for a 39 year old marriage couple Couple. and uh, it was not my family. It was a friend's uh, cousin's family that we had attended. And when we went there, he said, bro, can you please say a small prayer and blessing for us? Mm -hmm. I said, look, I am nobody, but I gladly do so. So, you know, blessing a 39 year old marriage and seeing a marriage of three years. uh, That's the kind of counseling God gives the grace to, you know, guide. He qualifies the called, remember that.
0: So Jason, um, any pearls of wisdom for the audience and our podcast listeners? Anything you want to share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You see, one of the greatest things like my mom told me, don't give up. What I'd really like to tell each one of you is keep trusting God. Don't trust any human being because sadly they will let you down. When you trust God, he will reward that trust. In his time, not in your time. Don't expect it to be like an ATM where you go there, draw your money out. Yeah. At the wedding at Cana, as we just when we commenced, uh, Mother Mary knew at that wedding that family never had wine. All she did was told her son, they have no wine. And we know how that ended up. You see, Mother Mary, when she said those words, she realized that she was giving away her son to the world because he answered woman what do I have to do with this my hour has not yet come but she was releasing the sun for you and me so that we would actually not have to go on to that cross so let us always remember that we keep trusting God every day like we eat our food we trust God God I'm having a problem with my exams I cannot memorize more than I'm required to. God, I'm looking for a job now, it's been six months. I need your help. Jesus, please help me. You see, the beauty is when we trust God, the rest is history. Today is a mystery, remember that. So God bless each one of you, and I'm sure by your trust, you'll come closer to God, you'll have a better encounter than I ever did, and you will only see rewards all your life. So God bless you.
0: Amen. Well, guys, um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the second episode of CETO Wisdom Podcast, presented by the Youth of Karis UAE. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. That's kharisyouth.uae. That's C-H-A-R-I-S-Y-O-U-T-H dot U-A-E. You can also find our audio version of the podcast on Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. Stay tuned for more and God bless.